Hi guys. Welcome back to the Bold Beautiful Borderline podcast. It is Sarah and I'm here with the beautiful as always Lori. Um she is in Canada in like the most stunning place right now and I'm just like chilling in Portland in a room. Um so I'm having a little bit of FOMO, but we are back today to discuss a really interesting text or um DM that I received lately from a parent of a person with BPD. And I think it's something that Lori can't as easily relate to, but something I can certainly relate to. And it's interesting because these are things that my mom said to me a decade ago. I would love to get my mom's perspective on this. Maybe I can figure out a way to like loop her in for a bonus recording on this idea. Um, but essentially this parent said, as a mom, I'm having some trouble with radically accepting my child who's 24 their fourth and not small tattoo that they've recently gotten the last few months as they are days away from embarking on a new um, DBT therapy. Uh, this mom has to remind themselves that it's not their journey nor their body, but it is hard to shake the feeling that um, the tattooing is a form of distraction or dysregulation um, or a way of coping with anxiety. The mom acknowledges it's not her pain, but she does worry that um, these like body embellishments will uh, be regretted someday by her child. And she sent me this really sweet, like last line saying, I know you have surface embellishments as well. And I can see that those don't impede your happiness. I hope this too for my loved one. Surface embellishments is such a beautiful way of putting that. Totally. And can we just out my dad right now? Um, God bless my parents. They are fucking incredible humans, but they are boomers in like this, in the, the exact boomer sense of boomers, they are boomers and we are millennials. <laughs> and my dad um, owns a construction company. He has worked really, 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 really hard for everything he has. You know, I want to, I want to like just He's a very good person, but I will never forget when I started to stretch my ears and I had like a couple tattoos when I was 18 and he was like, Sarah, I would never hire you. He probably would never remember that he said that because it was just an off the cuff thing that he said, but I will never forget that he said that to me. Um, and motherfuck, if I don't have my knuckles tattooed and multiple piercings in my face and I've had crazy hair colors and both my feet are tattooed and like, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and I've still gotten all, all of the jobs I've wanted and needed. Right. But that was a very real thing that he said to me a decade ago. And I still have that worry of like, if I needed to get a job, if something happened, would I not be offered a job because of the way I look? Totally. And we're saying this as white women in North America. So like add on race to this and it's even. Sure. And outward, outwardly presenting as like a part of the queer community too, makes it even more difficult. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, I pass the straight, but other people who don't. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, or religious. If you're wearing any kind of religious covering. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know in um, in Canada, I, I don't remember the time of Aaron would know, but anyways, they used to have it so that like police officers couldn't have tattoos. Um, and there's been a big shift in that. So like you'll see like cops with like full sleeves and stuff now. And I think that that's awesome. Like 
who's to say that you need to not have a tattoo? Like as long as the tattoo doesn't have like a swastika on it or something ridiculous, like if it's a reasonable tattoo, that's not hate speech, I don't see what the issue is. And you just got a new tattoo that uh, Instagram would censor because it has a female nipple on it. God forbid. Boobies. <laughs> okay. So um, before we really get into this, I did just do a quick, a quick Goog, a quick Google. Um, and again, this is psych central. I, 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 this was a very quick Google from 2019. I don't know. Like I cannot quote the um, uh, peer reviewed nature of this, but it does say that a new study, which again, like what study? I don't know. I could do a more in-depth review later, but a new study has discovered that people with tattoos are more likely to be diagnosed with mental health issues and to report sleep problems. Researchers also found that people who had tattoos were more likely to be smokers, have spent time in jail, had a high number of sex partners, and engaged in risky behaviors. One of those was really interesting, and I forgot which one. Um, So people who have tattoos are more likely to engage in risk-taking behaviors, be smokers, have spent time in jail, and had a high number of sex partners in the past year. Okay, now those I'll check out. I thought there was a weird one, but anyways, um, I mean, and if you think about it, those are all symptoms of BPD in some way. Sure. And I mean, like, listen, I used to smoke a pack a day of camel menthols for many a year. God bless, um, camel as an organization. They took all my money as a young person. Um, also like, can we just say like kids today don't understand how cool it was when you were in a city when you were 18 and you ran into like the Marlboro or the camel coupon person on the side of the road and they would hand you out coupons for cigarettes, like a buy one, get one coupon for cigarettes. They can't do that shit anymore. That was the best, the best. I have never smoked a cigarette in my entire life. So I, have I would not know thousand but you and I are so funny because my PB- BPD shows up very differently than yours I think um anyways um I've never been to jail but I have had an a high number of sex partners in my life and um I am very impulsive so and have engaged in risk-taking behavior what are your thoughts about this message I love it because it shows a mom who is totally aware of her own bias towards surface embellishments, tattoos, piercings, whatever, and uses the word radical acceptance, which is obviously the best skill ever, Sarah. And just like is coming at it from such a lovely place, right? Like she is genuinely wanting to have this conversation and not saying like, my kid shouldn't get tattoos. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's very like harm reduction, I think. Yeah. So I think like a ton of us have engaged in a lot of body changing behavior in a a way to replace body harm or self-harm. Um, I, I must have gotten like 30 piercings when I was 18 or 19 at one point I I had like I've had like eight or nine dermals on my chest my nose has been pierced maybe six or seven times like my 
lip has been pierced multiple times. I've like, but I, I will say that like when I was 18, 19, 20, it was a very impulsive, like I need that, that dopamine rush. I need something that's going to make me feel pretty because I don't feel pretty. I need something that's going to make me feel different because I already feel so different. So let's just make ourselves even more different. Like I need something that people are going to focus on so that they don't focus on how batshit crazy I am because I felt so batshit crazy. Like, well, and rebellion too, right? You're rebelling. You're rebelling from the system. You're rebelling from your parents. You're rebelling from what school wants you to look like. Everything. Everything. Um, and where regret is concerned, I mean, I have a couple scars, like, you know, that I'm not, I, I don't love, but I think it tells a story. I have some stupid tattoos. Like, <laughs> I have some stupid tattoos. I have like this hideous anchor behind my ear. That's just a foul. I've got a two, five, three, which is the area code to Tacoma, Washington heart tattooed that like is just, just absolutely disgusting. Um, I have my ex-wife's initials tattooed on me that I need to get covered. So yeah, I've made some really stupid tattoo decisions, but I think at the end of the day for me, it's like at the time it served a purpose, I would rather have tattoos than I would sell farm scars. Fair enough. And I think at this point I have radically accepted that I have stupid tattoos that tell a story and I'm okay with that story being told. Yeah. And I think that that's, what I hear from a lot of people that have a lot of tattoos, right. Is like when I say, Oh, I don't want to make the wrong decision. They're like, that's part of it. And, and I'm, that's just not me, which is fine. Yeah. The only tattoo that I deeply regret and Lori and I have talked about this is when I was um, 18, I had um, really been struggling with PTSD symptoms from a sexual assault that occurred in my teen years. And I was not sleeping well. And I spent a couple of years not sleeping well and I couldn't sleep alone. And I got a dream catcher tattooed on my forearm. It's a beautiful dream catcher, but like, here's the deal. When I was 18, we weren't talking about cultural appropriation. So I had no idea that I was stealing the art of like native person's culture and indigenous person's culture. And, um, obviously I know that now and it's like, I've had to spend a lot of time with it. Like my intent was never to harm. And yet I recognize that this is harmful. And so I don't want to cover it up and just be like another white person that gets away with appropriating someone's culture. Um, so my plan is to find like an indigenous woman and have her tattoo a red handprint over it to acknowledge like all of the indigenous women that have gone missing. But like, that's not BPD related. That's just a human thing. That's, that's just society evolving, right? I mean, there's millions of people with tattoos that are appropriating other people's cultures. Um, and I think I'm not indigenous, but I work with indigenous people every single day. I would think that most of them would be pretty okay with the fact that you're using this as a teaching moment for yourself and others, um, rather than just like pretending it didn't exist, you know? Yeah. And anytime anyone asks me, I'm like very open about like, 
I didn't understand that this was appropriating culture. I like thought that I was doing something that felt like of value and protecting to myself. But um, yeah, I mean, yes, I think that a lot of us get tattooed and pierced and um, scarification and all of those things as a way of feeling pain. Um, But yeah, I mean, you can do, you can do serious harm to yourself by self-harming that can cause infections and other things. I mean, arguably, you know, I'm, again, I I don't have a single tattoo, but you could probably also get some pretty nasty infections if you go to a tattoo parlor that's not sanitizing things properly, but um, the chances are less of that, I would think. And, you know, this is one of the other reasons why there's some gender bias in the BPD diagnoses, right? I mean, we talk about self-harm like, cutting, burning, whatever. I'm not going to go into details. Those are very much um, tied to self-harm behaviors that women are often engaging in. Whereas um, men engage in other things like maybe getting tattoos or doing skateboard tricks. They don't know how to do getting hurt, snowboarding, all of these things. Those are self-harm too, right? If you're like putting yourself in harm's way and you know that it's going to result in pain or injury. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pete Davidson is a really good example of this, right? Like God bless him. We should try to get him on the pod. He's imagine? on my, he's on my list. Cause he's like one of my favorite human beings in the world. And yeah. uh, he, and he has been one of my favorite human beings in the world since before I knew he had BPD. Um, because I also, I love SNL, but I just like love him and his birthday is, uh, 10 days before mine and we're the same age and I just love everything about him. Okay. Well, please send him a Valentine's day card. I don't like him that much, but I do like that. He's very open about his diagnosis. Um, and I think he's a good, uh, good example of this, right? Like I've been dating Ariana Grande for 12 days and I've proposed to her and gotten her, you know, face tattooed on my body practically. So, yeah. um, and like he's having a lot of his tattoos removed. I think that's one of the things that is really nice these days is that we can pay to have our tattoos removed, if we have, you know, the financial means to do so. Is that, has that technology improved over the years? I think you can remove a tattoo enough to where it's like not that noticeable, but then you can tattoo over it with like something that's like more meaningful or more appropriate or whatever. Right. Okay. Um, I'm not going to remove any tattoos because I heard it's super painful. And like, I don't actually like pain anymore. You guys, like, I don't want to hurt. (laughs) I don't want to hurt my body. I got this tattoo on my arm because, um, recently, because it's super meaningful for me, but like I hadn't been tattooed since before the pandemic and like an hour and a half in, I was like, this sucks, you know? So, um, for this mom, I want her to know though that, you know, that 20 to 24 year is a super hormonal, like difficult developmental period. Most of us have, um, you know, kind of hit our like more stable symptom years around 27, 28, 29 things calm down. So, um, you know, maybe there won't be as many impulsive giant tattoos in that person's future. Maybe there will be, but, um, I hope that I can be some like yeah, level of some idea of hope of like this crazy tattooed looking person is happy and healthy and finding recovery. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like this is 
I always am saying this about all kind of impulsive decisions that we make, but like wait 24 hours, right? The fact that there's, I don't know if this is the case during COVID or if this is the case in the States, but like, I'm sure it's the case in Vegas. Um, Granville street in Vancouver is like where all the nightclubs are and stuff. And like, there's tattoo places that are open really, really late. And so, you know, there's like drunk people getting tattoos all the time. Um, and that I think is kind of predatory because I feel like we need to be able to think about these decisions. Um, I also wish we could drug test and alcohol test people before we tattooed them late at night. Yeah, totally. So I think like the, the wait 24 hours thing would be good feedback for people that are like, I really want to get this tattoo. Um, just maybe you won't want to get it tomorrow. Maybe you will. If you do, then that's awesome. You can wait till tomorrow. There's no harm in that. Totally. And I, if I had had that skill 10 years ago, I would not have a lot of the tattoos that I have, but I would have half of them still. And that's fine, right? Like you're not here saying that you regret those tattoos. It's just part of it. Yeah. And now I'm going to be like a really interesting looking old lady someday. And like, I love that I'm thinking I'm going to be an old lady someday. Cause like I have every intention of becoming old. Huge. Huge. Okay, guys, thank you so much for your DMs. I I don't know about you, Lori, but I think it's way fun to get DMs from parents and like siblings and partners of people with BPD that are, um, you know, trying to understand and trying to learn and are not like shaming or blaming um, folks. So that was a really sweet one for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we love all of your messages and uh, I'm getting better at responding to them fast. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to the short one, and we'll see you next time. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bold, Beautiful, Borderline podcast. Lori and I are so grateful that you're here with us on this journey, and we can't wait to dive into more topics in the future with you all about Borderline and even have some more fun and exciting guests to join us on the podcast. If you really enjoyed this episode, we would love if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. We would also love to see you interact with us on social media and on our Patreon page, The links to that are included in the show notes, so check us out there. We would be incredibly honored to get to know you all as you get to know us and our recovery stories. We love you, and we'll see you next time.